Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Good morning, everybody. I hope that you're having a gorgeous weekend. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's so, 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 so lovely to have you here today. Uh, I'm just going to dive straight in. You know what? I had this really fantastic conversation with somebody recently and she asked me uh, this question that I just thought was brilliant to share on a podcast. But before I do that, I want to tell you a couple of other things that are happening in my world first. First of all, um, made myself a new vision board. <laughs> I made myself a 90-day vision board and um, it's so good. I got a, um, a vision board kit and I just love it so much. It's got all these little um, words on it. So not affirmations that I didn't write myself because you know how I feel about that. Um, but they have little words on like vibrant, energetic, shine, stuff like that. And then they've got like little spiritual sayings on them as well. Like I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And I feel light and vibrant. And, you know, the other thing. So anyway, I'm loving looking at that. I've got my 90 day goals on there. And guess what? I've also got pictures of where I'm going to be staying um, in just a few weeks time. The end of September is the end of this current quarter. Um, and it just feels really good to be able to look at it because it's in Dalesford, obviously. And I'm so excited to go to this place. So every time I go to Dalesford, I stay somewhere different. And I have just found the most quirkiest little place. And I cannot wait to show you the photos um when I'm there yeah I think you're gonna love it just as much as I am it's so beautiful and then I'm on the vision board there's also pictures of journaling um being at the beach getting a massage being out in nature all those sorts of things so even just looking at this board um fills me with so much joy I love it so much. The other thing, and maybe it's because um, lately we've been in the waxing crescent phase. So I set an intention um, last week when we had the new moon of, you know, being more focused and stuff like that. And then as um, the energy of the waxing um, moon starts to move, what happens is we get more energy. We're more energized. It's a very productive, um, you know, first couple of phases the first four phases of the moon are quite productive um and you're in your masculine energy for for much of it and anyway i'm just i was loving it so much and i've just gotten organized so much stuff like get this i have already mapped out for next year for the whole of 2023 i know exactly when i'm well they call it launching but I don't have anything to launch Um, and I'm going to try not to create anything more to launch. It's all about refining for me at the moment. So I just want to rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat because my old pattern is, you know, make something, then make something new and then make something else new. But now I'm trying to break that habit and I'm just trying to work with a couple of things and really polish them, really refine them. 
So anyway, next year's calendar is already up on my wall. It's this great big poster. Um, it's got all the months, all the weeks, all the dates. And then I've just gone and highlighted. And guess what? I've got something happening every month. I'm looking at my calendar right now and I can tell you that the doors to clients on demand are going to open on um I can see it's Friday, the 27th of January, and then they will open again later in the year. Um, and I've got a couple of like little sort of mini flash sales in there as well for for other things. So it just feels really good to have all of that organized. And then I've just been behind the scenes doing things in, in my business as well, like um, sorting out um all my documentation and trying to get it all in the one place, cleaning up the desktop on my computer, all that sort of stuff. So it all feels really, 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 really good. Um, some other things that I've been doing today is um, giving more to the members of the inner circle and to the success hub. And by that, I mean, I have gone and created some new things for them. Um, I know here's me saying I'm not going to create anything else, but um, I think that they're really going to help these uh, members to make connections, get more referrals, build their private practices, um, have accountability, all that sort of jazz. And it's just so fun because it's the early stages. So one of the groups is Success Hub. That's got, um, I think, about 92 people in it now. So it's kind of like growing steadily. And as the group gets bigger, it's becoming more engaged and they're all sort of starting to help each other and share with each other and everything. It's it's amazing. In the uh, inner circle, it's great. The, we've got I think it's 33 members or 32 members in there at the moment. And that's not growing because the doors are shut. <laughs> so everybody that joined that joined, you know, what is it, about six weeks ago and nobody knew has come in because they can't. Um, and that's a more quiet group, but I can see that they are digesting everything behind the scenes in terms of the resources. So it's so much fun right now. I'm just loving it so much. It's just like being this energy of bringing everything together and I'm also thinking about um, sorting out my email so I don't know if I mentioned this to you or not before and I'm not going to go into any great detail today maybe I'll share the story later but um, actually I think I've mentioned it before but yeah um, I'm very very disciplined with my email now and I just check it once a week right I don't want to sit on my email. I did that whole time tracker thing. So I used an app called Harvest and it's a free Chrome extension. And um, I used that app and I tracked every time I switched tasks during the day in my practice. And it was really interesting because what I saw was um, less and less time was getting spent with clients and like 80% of my time was spent behind the scenes doing things like marketing creating content um, or all of that sort of stuff, right? Refining products that I've got out there. And yeah, so it was really, really interesting. But I also noticed that I was spending a buck a load of time on email. And the reason for that was because I always had my email tab open. And as soon as I got the notification that somebody had emailed me, it's kind of like being on your phone, isn't it? You, your instinct is to just go back and uh, respond to it straight away and that's what I was doing and it was taking me a long time and I didn't realize just how much this was taking away from my ability to work 
and, and get stuff done. So even though I felt busy, because I was busy, I wasn't actually making any progress um, with the business in terms of the level of progress that I really wanted. So I stopped that and I just said, nope, I'm going to put a boundary around it. And I set up an autoresponder to say, look, this this inbox is checked once a week. Um, I just want to be clear and manage expectations around that. But the other thing I'm thinking of doing is having a look for some app or some kind of software that can help me clean out my inbox. I want to have like inbox zero. <laughs> I only want today's emails coming in there. I need an app that's just going to sweep my whole thing, get rid of all the things I've subscribed to, <laughs> all the newsletters I'm on, all of that sort of jazz and categorize my emails. And I don't know if there's such a thing. I'm sure there probably is, but I'm going to go and have a look um, uh, tomorrow, today or tomorrow and, and see what I can find. But anyway, that's kind of what's been happening behind the scenes. So here's this really cool question that I wanted to dive into today. And it said, um, hey, Brooklyn, what are other counsellors who are crushing it doing? What are other counsellors that are crushing it in private practice doing? Um, what a great question. I want to write a post on this because I think it's so good. So I feel like I can speak to this because across all my memberships and across the, the groups that I admin, there are 7,000 counsellors. Not all of them are in private practice, but a big chunk of them are either in it or they're, they're starting or they're dreaming about it or they've, they're just wrapping it up. So I feel like I've kind of got my finger on the pulse. And because I coach and mentor and supervise, I also feel like I can speak into this. So Here's what I think, and it's just my opinion. It's just my thoughts. It's just my experience. First off, counsellors who are crushing it are ones that um, took it really seriously from the beginning. They weren't asking for the free things. That's that's the first thing that I notice. Um, they do invest in their education in terms of running a business. Um, and by that, I don't just mean supervision. Like your supervisor is great, but they're not experts in running a private practice or starting a private practice, um, especially if they haven't done any business coaching. So a supervisors, a supervisors can help you with your private practice, but they're quite limited in, in terms of what they can do. Um, but people who are, you know, quote unquote crushing it uh, definitely went and did a couple of things like they either got coaching or they went and enrolled in a course for private practice. So they schooled themselves up before they did not go and get a logo and a business name and a website before thinking about um, the behind the scenes stuff like they didn't um, go and do all of that before doing a business plan like the number of people that um, I speak with and consult with and I'll say oh I need to see a business plan and they say what's that I don't have one um, that you know successful people in private practice generally do have a business plan um, and they're set up right from the beginning. The other thing that I notice is ones that are crushing it and crushing it meaning um, have the visibility, have the um, turnover, the revenue coming in. And of course, there's a difference, isn't there, between revenue and profit, but they've, they've got the revenue coming in and they have the diary that's fully booked for them or it's, you know, giving them what they need. They definitely started marketing long before they opened for business. Um, 
I think one of the big mistakes that so many councillors make is getting very excited about, you know, registering the name and making the logo and, and doing a website before they've even learned how to do other things. Like you need to understand how to write your content, um, also called copy for your website. You need to understand how to market your business because without visibility, you're not going to get clients making inquiries. I think um, you really do need to understand what your area of interest is and what your area of expertise is because it just makes it so much easier for people to refer to you. Um, and when you're saying that you do all the things, um, it makes it really, really hard for you to get uh, to attract referrals because when we speak to everyone, as I said before, we're not really speaking to anyone. So there's some things that really separate um, people who are crushing it from people who are not. Um, I think to being part of a community of other private practice owners really helps because you're all at different stages of the business and you there's always going to be somebody further ahead. There's always going to be somebody who's just new and starting and you're probably always going to be somewhere in the middle. And that's exactly where you want to be because it means you can give support to those that are coming up in our profession but it also means that you can receive support from those that are further along uh, the track to you. So I think definitely get yourself into some kind of community for private practice owners um, especially like you know for example there's the Australian counsellors in private practice online. Now that is a fantastic group because it's just counsellors in there and they're all at different stages of building their private practice. There are a couple of other, like I think there's another one called starting a private practice. Um, I don't know if that's just for counsellors or if that's everyone. And then I think there's another one called solo mental health practitioners. And I can't remember if that's mostly for OTs, but um, occupational therapists, but ACPPO is all for counsellors and honestly for like I just shared every month uh, when I remember I try and um, share the data with my group so I will share with them the, the group insights so when you run a group on Facebook as the owner or the admin of the group you have access to insights and the insights tell you how many people requested to join your group how many you approved how many you declined um it gives you little graphs around engagement it gives you um a, like a little pie chart of um you know men versus women um age group bar graph you know so you always have that information at hand so i share that um with my group and honestly it's like one for one every time i approve someone there's always someone who's declined um and they're usually declined because they're social workers or psychologists that are trying to join the counseling community and a lot of them um even though i ask right in the membership questions you know please don't join if you're in these professions <laughs> are you in one of these professions they'll still say no many of them and then I'll go and check a profile or something like that and I see that they're a member of <laughs> the Australian Social Work <laughs> AASW or they're they're in all these psychologist groups and I think oh my gosh so anyway 
that's just something for you to to know. It's so strictly monitored because I feel like counsellors in private practice really, really, really need their own space because they have different challenges and different issues when it comes to starting a business, finding clients, marketing their practice and doing all of those things. So if you're starting a private practice as a counsellor and you're not in a supportive community, what's going to happen is you may find yourself flying solo and winging it and just trying to you'll be very reactive like things are going to come up and you're going to have to give time to responding to those things um, rather than having a plan in place and being ahead of it right you want to be in control you want to be leading your business um, because that is where the confidence comes from if you don't have that plan in place and you're not leading it and you don't know what your business is doing from one month to the next or from one quarter to the next or one financial year to the next, what's going to happen is things are going to arise and you're going to constantly be playing catch up and that's going to affect your vibe. It's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your confidence, all of that sort of stuff. And when we're opening up a private practice, I think if you're like I was I just thought I was going to be letting anyone and everyone know that I had capacity and availability and I'll just be sitting there in my room on my comfy couch just receiving clients and doing the work Um, the rude awakening with private practice is the client works probably 20 or 30 percent of it and the other 70 percent is mostly going to be your marketing (laughs) with a smidge of admin in there somewhere (laughs) a little smidge of admin and a smidge of supervision and maybe a smidge of coaching but or mentoring but it's largely going to be marketing and that's what you're not told when you're starting a private practice. So ones who are in private practice who are doing really, 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 really well, they have a business plan in place, they they started marketing long before the practice opened, Um, they invest in the business because they understand that there are costs associated with running a business. And honestly, I think... Counseling is such a really fantastic industry for anybody to get involved in because financially it has a very, very, very low entry point. Um, It doesn't cost you much. Like at the moment, like I haven't had a website. So my website is brooklynstorm.com. I haven't had a website up for four months now. And you know, I'm still getting inquiries. I'm still getting bookings. People are still signing up with me for supervision and mentoring and coaching and all those sorts of things. So I just want you to be aware that you don't need a website to start your business. Okay. Um, Just look at your marketing first and please don't make a logo and please don't register a business name until you have created a marketing plan because that's what successful counselors do they create the marketing plan first it's kind of like um you know i put in the group recently about um, marketing and, and how do people find their marketing and a lot of them were saying oh you know I run ads and they didn't work and it was a waste of money or I did this on psychology today and that didn't work and that was a waste of money but here's the thing if you just like put something up on your psychology today profile and you think that's what you're meant to do but you don't actually know what you're meant to do 
you're not going to get the results. That's why, you know, people like me do things to help you. Like, you know, we create the private practice profile kit. We, we create the planners for you. We create the templates for you so that you know exactly what needs to go in them so that you can get the results. And here's the thing, the people that use those resources do better a lot of the time than people who don't. Um, the other thing that private practice owners who are crushing it the other thing that they're doing is they're they're tracking now I know tracking feels like a dirty word and who wants to look at an excel spreadsheet well guess what some people really do and the thing is it's a very masculine energy type thing um, which is why if you're feminine dominant in terms of energy you probably don't want to do it or you'll you'll download it and never use it but the thing is there's safety in doing a spreadsheet and, and tracking it. So one of the things I do is every single Thursday, I track everything in my business that's important to me for the goals that I'm focusing on for this year, right? So I'll just be totally transparent with you. My goal for this quarter, so this quarter ends on the 30th of September, which is what, I don't know, six or seven weeks away, is to have 800 members across my memberships. Now, at the moment, um, the inner circle is stagnant because the doors are closed. Um, and then there are 92 or something in the success hub and there are 32 or something in the others. So let's say I've got 120 odd people, odd members, which is amazing. And I'm so happy and I'm so thankful. I'm so excited about that. So I'm over delivering at the moment to both of those communities because I have the capacity to do it because the numbers aren't so high yet. So I won't always be able to give and be present as much as I am. But while I can, I am um, because I want the word of mouth to help grow the numbers. Right. So I know that in order for me to hit my goal of 800 members across the two memberships, uh, 800 minus 120 is what? 680. So I need to get 680 more people in in the ne in the next six or seven weeks. It's about a hundred people a week. <laughs> oh my gosh, why am I even laughing? But um, you know, I'm doing things now to cultivate that. So I have my plan in place. I'm looking after my vibe. I'm looking after my energy. I've reduced my one-to-one -one work. I'm giving more to the members that are already in there. Um, what else am I doing? And I'm tracking. So every single day I go into my Stripe account, which is where I'm notified. And I go into my ClickFunnels account, which is also where I'm notified about, um, uh, members that are joining. Uh, so I check those every day, um, probably two or three times a day. And I just, I, I'm keeping an eye on it and I'm just so thankful. And, you know, I'm doing other things as well. Like, um, perhaps if you're sort of in my space in the, in the, in the online world, you may have seen an advertisement from me about, um, 
a marketing planner. So I gave that marketing planner free to all my communities. Um, and now it's a paid product and it's gone out to the world. So you might see that. And um, hopefully that's going to let people know that I'm here and I'm around, you know, little things like that. Um, doing this podcast is a, is another way of me expanding and growing my audience. Um, and so I focus on what are my activities that I'm going to be doing every single day that will help me um, be seen by the type of uh, members that I really, 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 really want to have in my circle here? Um, how can I look after them? How can I show up to members in my other communities like Counselors Connect Australia and um, ACPPO? How can I continue to show up uh, there and give so much value? Um, and actually, I'm really excited about that because on Monday, I have a group coaching call with the Inner Circle. So they get um, a group coaching call with me for an hour every fortnight. Um, which is so much fun uh, and then on Monday afternoon I have a call with um, the clients on demand members which is really really cool because they're sort of approaching the tail end of the program now um, yeah so I just try and be oh and on Mondays too I always try and do a bite-sized training in my group there so just try and really be very very present and I'm in a stage at the moment of trying to get to understand each and every person that's in all of my communities so that I can help them find out what they need and help them, help them, help them. But yes, so I track everything. I focus on my relationships. I focus on um, being organized. So you heard me talk a moment ago about how I've mapped out next year's, you know, when the doors are going to open for clients on demand twice a year I've mapped out when the doors are going to open for private practice with soul in a circle and that's twice a year so I know exactly what next year is going to look like and I'm only halfway through this year um, do you know what I mean so that's one of the things that successful counselors in private practice do they're, they're on the ball they it's more than just that therapy session that, that you're running the therapy is only part of it and I think that's the problem um, a lot of the time when people move into private practice they're unprepared for that because they didn't go and learn before they started their business that you were going to have to do all of these other things you have to do your accounting your bookkeeping your marketing your admin all of the things it's not just sitting there and so it can be quite a bit of a bump you know quite a bit of a, a jolt um especially if you're unprepared and you're unskilled you know and that's the other thing isn't it like not knowing how to market knowing that you should and looking at what other practices are doing and then trying to copy that approach and wondering why it's not working for you um, it's because you didn't learn what marketing is and you didn't learn how to create a marketing plan that's going to work for your private practice and I hear this as well like last week um and some of the calls people were saying to me oh gosh I, I really don't want to market on social media and uh you know it's horrible and I hate it and I I put posts up every day and I don't get any engagement and I want you to know like you absolutely don't need to be on social media to build your audience to um, 
attract inquiries to get new clients and to get bookings you don't and I don't know why you think that you do the only reason you would think that you do is perhaps if you hadn't gone and learned about what marketing is Um, because if you learned what marketing is and you created your own marketing plan you would see that there are so many other ways for you to get the results that you want to get even without being on social media and that's the thing right So, um, yeah, if you want to crush it, if you're in the dreaming stage of private practice and you're thinking about it, maybe it's something you're going to do when you finish your studies, or if you're in private practice now and you're not getting the the clients, like you're not getting the volume through, or perhaps you're getting the volume, but it's not really the type of client presentation that that aligns with you right now. um, And you're wondering why, or you want to shift it, or you want to change it then you know what, you can absolutely come and and do things like join the success hub or go on the wait list for the inner circle because at least in those communities and the success hub's just $7, right? It's nothing. Um, And yes, you can tax deduct it and the the inner circle's 49 Australian dollars, which is nothing. And yes, you can tax deduct that and you can cancel any time. But what you learn in there is you learn like how to market your practice. Um, Plus you get support doing that in terms of anything you ask about marketing your business is answered within 24 hours, seven days a week. So you're not having to wait um, to get the type of feedback and the responses that you're really, really needing in order to start crushing it for your private practice. Okay, you don't have to take what somebody else is doing and try and apply it to your business um, and try and force it to work and all of that sort of stuff. But you do need to have that masculine energy of a, of a plan in there because it's that plan, it's that structure that's going to give you the, the oh, that, that relief, that safety, that uh, ability to just then be in your feminine and go and create the, the creative things that really align with you. Yep. And lastly, um, one of the other things that private practice owners who are crushing it um, do is they work in flow. And by flow, I don't mean that they're being positive all the time. That's not what flow is. Flow isn't, oh my gosh, I'm feeling you know, depleted. I need to get myself positive again and I need to try and look on the bright side and I've got to see the silver. No, that's not what flow is. Flow means riding the wave. So the wave's going to be up, the wave's going to be down, the wave's going to be up, the wave's going to be down. And flow is being okay with the downs and not resisting, not pushing. If you're pushing and trying to shift yourself out of it and see the positive and be positive. No, that's the opposite of flow. That's pushing, that's coercing, that's forcing, that's efforting. Flow is saying, okay, my energy is at an all-time low at the moment and I'm going to allow myself to feel like this for as long as I need to because my body's healing right now. And that's okay. And if my body is saying 
it can't see a client today or tomorrow, if my body's saying it can't check its email today, if my body's saying it just wants to Netflix and, and eat popcorn today, I'm going to allow myself to do that because that's what working in flow is. Because here's the thing, when you work in flow, things happen a lot more quickly. You'll probably be in the, in the ebb for a lot less time than if you were in the ebb and you were trying to push yourself through it. There's no hustling in the energetics of private practice. There's no hustling with spirituality. It's about aligning yourself, aligning your private practice with your energy, okay? And it's about setting your business up in a way that supports you to do that. And one of those things is by working with clients that understand, right? So my clients are hugely understanding, because I am known for um, having a very spiritual underpinning, like I always talk about the energy, the masculine, the feminine, working in flow. I know that if I'm not in the energetic space, if I can't hold energetic space for my client on a particular day, I know that I can reach out to my client and I can say, listen, my energy is way off today. Um, I want to be able to help you. But at the same time, I know I can't be as present as I want to be, or I'm not in that energetic space today. Is it okay if we reschedule? My clients would much rather I be honest with them and tell them that, and they understand and they get it and they say, totally get it. And do you know what? When I'm like that with my clients and I'm living my truth, I'm being authentic, I'm being genuine and I'm being transparent. And the women that I work with understand that. And when I'm like that with them, it almost makes them feel like it's okay for them to be like that with me too. And to say, you know, Brooklyn, my energy isn't where I want it to be for our session today. Can we reschedule? Um, Brooklyn, I'm feeling depleted today. Um, would it be all right? Like I'm just not present in, you know, is it okay if we reschedule? And because I understand that's absolutely fine with me. So I've set my business up by calling in the types of clients who understand how energy works, who aren't going to get angry or upset if I need to reschedule because my my, my energy's off. Um, they get it. And likewise, I do the same for them because I get it. So think about what your values are and think about your energy and think about how you can set your business up so that your clients will understand if you need a, a mental health day or if you need an energy day or if you need a flow day or whatever it is you want to call it, just set the business up like that from the get-go um, and it is possible to do that, okay? You just need to have clients that share your values and guess what you attract clients that share your values um, when you anchor your business in to what those values are and that comes through creating a marketing plan it comes through creating a business plan and it comes through you being brave enough 
to put your money where your mouth is and be authentic with your clients and be genuine with your clients and be transparent with your clients okay so yeah if you are an energy if you love energy like I do but you haven't been marketing in a way that aligns with your values and you're just not up to seeing clients today, then it's going to be very hard for you to be able to cancel those clients or reschedule them. Yep. So I want you to be able to understand that counsellors who crush it in private practice do business work before they start the business. (laughs) If they've already started business and they're finding it tough and they're not loving it and things aren't going the way they planned, then they go and get the business help. That's when they do things like go to the success hub or the private practice in a circle or they go into clients on demand or they join the ACPPO or they join Counselors Connect, right? And I will put all of the links to all of these things in the show notes. So you can hit pause now and go and have a look and see if any of this is speaking to you because you can be that counselor that's crushing it in private practice. I mean, this week, for example, I have tomorrow off um, because I need a day off. (laughs) So I've got tomorrow off. Um, I think this week I'm seeing a total of maybe four clients that feels really good (laughs) because it's allowing me to focus on other things that I want to focus on and I've built a business that allows me to set my diary up in a way that feels good that allows me to still receive monthly recurring revenue irrespective of the types of clients that I'm seeing right so there's no pressure on me to be constantly trying to find new people to fill my diary I don't have that type of practice with that type of pressure because of the business model that I've set up but I couldn't have set that up without getting my own coach I couldn't have set it up without having a mentor for private practice from someone who's done private practice um I've had coaches before, like I love coaching, you know, I've probably had about, I don't know, eight or nine coaches over the years and they've all been great, but I only ever had one that had a background in private practice coaching Um, and it really shows (laughs) like the difference you make when you get coaching from someone who's been in the industry, who understands is chalk and cheese night and day to, to some other coach. And the other thing too is having a coach that's qualified to coach, not just someone who's saying, oh, well, you don't, it's kind of like counseling. You don't really need a qualification to do it. So I'll just call myself a counselor. Um, Oh, you don't really need a qualification to be a coach. I'll just call myself a coach. There is a big difference in the quality of coaching from coaches who've been trained in it versus coaches who who haven't been trained in it and they're calling themselves a coach so yeah you want to really think about if it's important to you to be successful and and you want results and you want to get them more quickly than if you are going to like spend time trialing erroring you know I've seen people say that they're winging it (laughs) if you've got the capacity to do that financially and emotionally and energetically go for it I don't I want results and I want my results yesterday. I want my practice to be exactly where I want it to be. I want that manifested yesterday. And so I'm going to do whatever it takes to to make it happen so that I can help more people um, sooner. And 
the people that are right for, for me and my business. So there are a few um, things that I see successful counsellors who are crushing it do versus ones who are struggling in private practice don't. <laughs> so I hope that makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, as I said, hit pause, just go and tap on a few links, see what you feel called to. Um, I want you to know and see that there is support and that there is help out there for your private practice. And I want to encourage you to drop the mindset of things need to be free, because if you want to create that success in the way you define success for your practice, then getting help is a cost of doing business. Okay, it's an investment in your results. It's going to take so much longer for you to get those results and possibly cost you money. It's a whole other episode and cost you energy. And I don't want you to have to go through that. So that's why I've created so much help for counselors. Okay, so it's there. I hope that we get to connect in the group. So please come and introduce yourself if you haven't already. Um, maybe don't send me an email if you want a quick response because they're just getting done once a week, okay? Um, but I'll definitely see you online. I'll see you in Instagram. I'll see you on Facebook. And yeah, you are absolutely capable of crushing it. And, you know, it gets to be easy. Private practice really gets to be easy. Okay, have a beautiful Saturday and uh, I'll see you for Wednesday's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.